Namaskaram everyone welcome back to the podcast so today we have awesome DJ Steven Anna with us so this podcast is going to be really awesome Steven Anna talks a lot lot about his journey from you know from where the seeking started you know how he attended the inner engineering online program and then the completion program and he actually broke the mandala he did not continue the practices he traveled around the world then he came for sadhana pada i think he ca- covers a lot about sadhana pada actually like a lot in depth so whoever is interested in joining sadhana pada sadhana pada please listen to this many of you think you know being in the ashram is just like a breeze you're just going to have fun it's peaceful but it, there's a lot more to it than that so that is also covered and then uh, steven and i also talks about cannabis and the ishanga seven person and a lot of interesting things i am not able to cover it fully in this short uh, pre roll but definitely listen to it and also one thing if you are going to listen to this podcast please take a minute to take a screenshot of this one and put it on your instagram and twitter story or handle or wherever it is and do tag me do tag me guys so i'll give a shout out to you on my insta story so take care namaskaram namaskaram everyone welcome back to the podcast we have steven anna with us namaskaram anna thank you for joining us namaskaram mysore yes yes before we go into the podcast i want you guys to check out steven anna's youtube and instagram channel he's the most awesome dj with a spiritual twist so i need you right now to go into his profile check out his music then come back i'll give you 2 seconds 1 2 okay anna they are back i think so before we go into the podcast can you tell us about the dj thing like could you talk to us a bit about it <laughs> oh it's, it, it's a long story actually <laughs> um basically um when so i i was studying and while i was studying i was not really mm, the people who were teaching me were not really passionate about what they were teaching me and at some point i felt like i'm listening to someone who is not even passionate about what they're trying to teach me how can i be te- how can i be passionate about this and um i i ended up questioning if i if i really you know want to go into that or not so i talked to a friend of mine i i told i told her i was was working in the retail selling shoes because i was really into fashion at that time and um and i asked her what what should i do and i don't know and she said you know what when i i was in the same situation and i um i just went to the us for one year and i uh, took care of children and i lived with the family and i learned the language you know you know what is this you know and she said it's called au pair and so au pair is like you you live for a year abroad you live with a family by yourself and you take care of um uh, children it, sometimes it's one sometimes it's two three from like baby until maybe 12 11 12 years old so so then i decided well i don't know what to do so i rather do something else than what i'm doing right now so i just went for it and once i was in the us um i met um through a friend of mine i met a guy who was a dj 
and he he actually he it was his passion he loved it he was a really successful dj in new york and san francisco he was basically traveling from from the east to the west and like but the thing was he never wanted to dj in front of people you know he was always like this is his thing he loves it but he's not doing it for the money he's not doing it for you know he's not doing it in like big places he has done it in his past but now he's like this is my passion but i don't need to do you know i'm not doing it for the fame i'm just doing it because i love it and i was like i was like wow this is the first person that i meet in my life actually passionate about something and they really want to do something and they're not thinking about how am i going to make money how am i going to sustain this they're just doing what they what they love and somehow money is happening you know and um and you know uh music and and if you look at my childhood pictures most of them are either with cars or with instruments you know like uh, drumming something playing something and it's quite interesting but i never i never thought about this like before you know but i did uh i did play the piano um at the age of nine i would say eight eight or nine i, I started to play the piano because my teacher my teacher in in um when i when i went to school she said she actually told my parents um that it looks like i have adhd so you know i was struggling to to pay attention i was not able to sit on the chair for more than a few minutes i was like always moving around jumping like all over and she was like i can't i can't you know <laughs> if this kid is not able to sit i can't teach and and sh and i'm so grateful for her because she didn't send me to the doctor she said maybe you should bring him to uh, to a person who's teaching an instrument and 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 i was like my parents were okay you know yes let's do it and so they brought me to a piano um, teacher and i started to learn piano and i i was pretty passionate about it i had a piano in my home and i liked it but i was i was like you know i never wanted to play in front of people i was like i was playing for myself i like it it's fun but um it's not something that i want to make a career it's not like like i just it, i feel good when i do it i'm calm and actually just playing that piano helped me so much so much that now when i listen to sadhguru saying that the first thing that they do with the sanskriti children in the morning you know um the sagisa you know like um in 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 europe we do the do re mi fa oh. sol you know uh, yes yeah, sarega pa danisa that is yeah so so um now when i when i hear sadhguru saying how to balance a mind how to you know bring children down and especially children who have these like adhd now when i look at it i'm like wow it's like it's so true i experienced this myself that through music so many things can happen and um and that's you know i started to listen to to indian classical music and and i saw the change like before i used to listen at that time when when i like with this dj we were listening to old school um most yeah we also listen to jazz blues and you know like um those kind of um 
I would say his generation, you know, he was older than me. So, so the music that they listened to was mostly that, you know, jazz, blues, old school and rap. That was the, the music. So that's, that's kind of my history with music. And, um, and from there, I, at some point at the age of 15, I was like, ah, what am I really doing here? I already know this. I know how to play this. This is boring. It's always the same. Uh, it always sounds the same and now you know like once I saw this DJ controller uh, you know I, I, I have it I have yes. it here yes uh, I, 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 once I saw this I was like so what what is this yes what is like what what, what what can you do with this and he was and you know he was like well you know basically this is like the piano note you know like like if you if you press here you can actually set up like different instruments so you can have four you can have four different instruments and then on the other side you can have another four instruments so you can actually play your own music but also you have this which is like a vinyl record so like people used to listen to music and play the music so it's like it's similar you know the music on this side one song plays and then on this side one song plays but you can also because you have you have one two three four so you can play you can play four songs at the same time you know and then you have like filters you have echoes you have uh, the tempo um you have like yeah, later later in the show I can I can show you some. Just, By, just to, finally, to, I understood a little bit about I always used to be DJ. So and what this I, is like, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I I was never like paying attention too much to to people DJing, you know, because to be honest, the the experience that I had with DJs was they were just playing like one song and stopping yeah. other one, yeah. like you know, it was like no like no transition. It was just songs 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 but but then when i when i went to the us like it was the first time when i went and with my friend to a bar and we were listening to a dj and i was like this is so smooth there's no like jumping no no you know I'm like, how how does this work and he was like well there's a whole science to music um basically it comes down to to the keys like the piano keys you know so there's like d minor f minor g like you know like so if you play a song you have to listen to and know the key and you have to adjust the key to the other key it's like so many things and then also there's beats per minutes bpm okay. and beats per minutes is basically uh, if you go into a club when it opens, mm -hmm. usually they have they play music which is you know very like chill and slow and not like you don't go in a club at I don't know 10 p.m. 11 p.m. and it's like you know everybody's like going crazy <laughs> because if you want to party until 2 3 a.m. or however long, you you can't start at 11. You know yeah. at 11 it has to be you know calm and gentle and likes so at, so the bpm that they start with is mostly maybe 75 80 80 beats per minute and then they go up until 160 180 like the double amount so they fasten up the music so the people are kind of 
you know, moving faster and going with it. And also, if you look at the heartbeat, you know, like your heart beats in a certain frequency. So when you come into the club, if the beat is off, like too off, then you will be like, ah, you know, <laughs> it's not really. So it, it, there is, like I said, a, a science behind it. So one one reason also why I uh, I love India so much is because it's so rooted in there, you know, the science is so much rooted in there. So there's Nada Yoga, you know, um, which we make use of also um, by arm chanting. And um, so like arm chanting was one of the things which helped me so much in my life because like I, you know, I, I used to be not able to sit still for like at all i was my thoughts were everywhere and even now when somebody asks me i'm doing meditation but still my thoughts are everywhere i always say arm chanting arm chanting is like it's it's the basic but it's like and i mean of course if you come from the west and you're like um what is this and just another religion you know like why would i do arm this is you know (laughs) nonsense but if you listen to the explanation to it, like, you know, if you really look at it and if you really pay attention to yourself doing it and just try, you know, you know, you don't even have to listen to, oh, oh Sadhguru said, uh, hey, you, mm, this, 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 you know, just try. I like just recently I did the inner engineering online with my dad. Oh, is it? Uh, oh, finally. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, he, you know, I was like, is he going to do it? And he was, he was just like, he was doing it. And I was like, so what did you feel? And he said, I don't know, but I feel like whenever I feel unsettled, whenever I feel like angry or fear, like fearful, doubtful, I think I will do arm chain, you know? And I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting, you know, like, he never did this in his life, but he felt just a little bit calmer than before, a little bit more grounded. And I, I, I thought it's beautiful. Like, just try, just try. So, yeah, music is a big part of my life. <laughs> Can I ask one thing? Like, my f- most famous your video is actually the first video you sent me. Like, I'm like, this can actually play in a DJ's place. So how did you come up with that? That's Sadhguru talking about yoga and meditation. You know, the first video you made for YouTube? It, it, was it the first one oh, you made? Yeah. yeah. You, mean, you mean the Mahashiratri? Yeah, I think it's the Mahashiratri one. Yeah. How like about, the, one, uh, the one I posted in TikTok and the one that Isha Foundation retweeted. Yes. Yes. What about, what about it? So how did you come up with that? Like, oh. Oh. Like, uh, <laughs> so. Oh, I'll, this, I'll link it in the description for anyone who wants to see it. Like, it's a crazy, I mean, it's a crazy story, you know? So. I was at that time when I learned what DJing is mm. and how to do it. I was like, okay, now I need to do it, you know. So I went was went to the store. I bought this. It's like seven hundred dollars, you know. It's not like back then. It's not like uh, okay, I just go and buy it. Like this is an investment that you don't just do. But I was like, whatever. I just want to do this. And I went in the store and I got it. And I was like passionate about it. I came back and I was like. How does this even work? You know, so I was like, I was like trying things and I, I was like, 
what? I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe it was a mistake to buy this, you know? Maybe I don't know, how, like maybe I'm not talented or I don't even know how to do this. I'm, maybe I just don't know how to do music. I'm just, you know, I should do something else. And then I was like frustrated, you know, oh, why is this not happening and blah, blah, blah. And I was trying and trying and trying. And, and then at some point I was like, ah, whatever, you know, leave it. So I just left it. I just left and I, but I brought it back from the United States to Germany. I put it in my, you know, I, like this huge thing. I, I put it in, uh, I left a, like a large space of my um, luggage just for this, because I was like, what, what to do with this? You know, so I can't like, <laughs> so I brought it back and I was like, okay, it's just that, like, it's just here with me every now and then I would go back to it and nothing happened and so the, the the interesting thing about this is um my friend who was a dj he uh he had multiple sclerosis you know like uh this is, is like uh, uh he he had like in certain moments he would have like a like an almost an electric shock through his body you know he would and he would have like intense pain and um his nerves, his, like the way that his brain functioned and the way that his body and his brain, they were not properly aligned, you know. And um, he, he actually used um, legal cannabis to treat it. Not to heal it, because cannabis cannot heal. Cannabis can only help you to bear with the pain, to, you know, ease you down a little bit. And... Um, I mean, it is a medicinal plant. It's, you know, only that people are misusing it for other things. So he, he was, he was like uh, into this and he had like, his cannabis was the best cannabis that was, I don't know, maybe not the best, best, but very high grade. And he, you know, we, we were, we were hanging out and one day he, he, he was like, so because he had a lot of cannabis, he also sold it. <laughs> so he, he was like, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy because almost everybody that I met in the US was either taking drugs or dealing with drugs, you know? And unfortunately, not, not many of them were really happy in their life, even though, you know, they had moments of high, and like feeling, wow, I'm alive, you know, I'm happy. But then they had this like crazy low. And um, I, I saw that, you know, I saw people who, who were taking different drugs and I was like observing them and looking because growing up in Germany, uh, my parents come from Serbia, which is, um, it's part of Europe, but it's more Eastern. It's more, uh, it's more heavy influence from Turkish culture and Russian culture. So the language is very similar to Russian language and the culture also, but it has this Turkish influence because the Turkish people came to, to the country at some point. So I'm kind of, I'm the first generation who was born in Germany. And so growing up, I was like, uh, not really like, Drink was at 16 and it was a beer, you know, it was legal. Like at 16, it was like, now you can drink beer and wine. 
and um, from 18 you can drink hard liquor so i was like okay what you know i'm i'm going to do what what they say and then we we had uh, some alcohol and then after some like towards 17 we started to party and like we started to drink other things and, and all that and um but other than alcohol for me it was other things were not really around you know nobody was really taking drugs nobody was using drugs so every now and then maybe someone maybe would smell you would you know it's like but no no i was not really interested in it so this was the first time where i really met someone who was like smoking every day you know and he oh of course he said i mean I saw him that he that it helped him in some way. At the same time, he he said that he he is an addict. You know, he he needs it. If he doesn't have it, it's not a good day. You know, and uh, well, he he like when he came, he was so he was traveling from the east to the west, and every time he came to see my friend and and me, he he ended up gifting me a bag like like six seven different grains of cannabis you know and i was like what to do with this you know so uh <laughs> 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 it's it's funny though it's funny though like in my experience i uh somehow i don't know how but somehow i did not use it as like i smoke and i go and party you know I was more like, you know, I, so I, I, because of, I mean, yeah, I don't want to say because of him, I was open to it, you know, um, we, we ended up, uh, you know, uh, going into the forest, going for a hike and smoke, you know, we would go into nature and we would, um, listen to music. We would change music, you know, like we would use it more for discovering who we really are and what we really like instead of. Uh, I want to feel high, I want to feel stoned, you know, like, I don't know, it was a very different approach, I have to say. Um, and so somehow, it kind of, ins it kind of inspired and opened my creativity, you know, and that's what people, uh, maybe, uh, I know a lot of people that experience that, you know, they smoke cannabis, and they start to be creative. And, um, but what happened is, I started to be the, like, I started to make up this thought only when I smoke cannabis, I can be creative. Mm -hmm. So again, I created this, I was not really addictive because I was not buying it. I was not getting, you know, somebody was just gifting it and I was using it, you know? So I was not really, I wouldn't say addicted, but I was definitely, my mind was saying only if I have that, then I can feel like this, you know? So somehow, this um whenever whenever i there were some days when i was smoking i was playing the uh you know on my dj pool and i was like oh that sounds nice you know but whenever i didn't smoke i was like ah it's not happening you know so now after doing the inner engineering after going to india and all that there was one day when i was just you know i was just like I didn't really had anything to do in that moment. And I was like, maybe, you know, I should go back to DJing. Maybe I should try it, you know? So I went for it and I, 
always I was the person who would download a lot of music and have a lot of music available. You know, I would have beats and and uh, vocals and everything. I would just, I love to listen to different musics, you know, what are, all kinds of music. If you, look, if you look into my library, you don't know, like, where is this person from, which kind, I have, like, African, African music, um, salsa, music from South America, music from uh, Serbia, which is like, uh, like heavy drums and trumpets. And then classical music and music from like Indian music, flutes and oh, everything. So um, basically, I ended just sitting down with the DJ pulled, and um, somehow I was, I felt like I was not doing it. I felt like it just happened, you know. Somehow I was sitting there. I found the song. I found the vocal. I just like I had no idea what I was doing but it was just happening. And I was like, what? And I finished, I mean, now when I look at it, there's many things that are, can be improved, but for someone who has no idea how it works, I was like, this is, pre this is pretty good, you know? It's not bad. And, and then, and then I, this is the first time that I was like, I cannot just publish this song, I need some video, you know? Because if you have a video, then like video and audio together always creates uh, another experience if you just have the audio. I mean, just audio means you can make up your own picture. Video and audio means, you know, it's like both is coming from someone. So maybe you have less place for things to imagine. But I, I just felt like it's more impactful to bring the words by using certain videos. So I opened up iMovie, which is like a basic software, you know, it's like you can do very little, little, little things. Not little. I have done most of my work in iMovie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, maybe you could, yeah, maybe it's fine, but you can, you can't do videos like, you know, like things that people are publishing now where you have masking three different layers and, you know, the transition with which people do is crazy. So, so I, I went for it and I just put some videos together and I cut it and I, and, and again, I felt myself in this flow, you know, I felt myself just, it just happened somehow. It just happened. And I was, and then I finished the video and I was like, this is, I maybe, I don't know. I send it to, to two, three people and they were like, dude, you need to put this on YouTube. You know, you did it in iMovies. Are you saying that you that video you made it in iMovies? And then I put it on YouTube. Yeah. Did you actually? But first I would, that is so good editing. How you you are saying to me you did all that editing in iMovies that tuck tuck transition with the beat and all. It was the first time I used. I think it was maybe the first time I used iMovie. Oh my god! No, but it's I'm what I'm saying. It it, it was so good. I thought you must have used some you know some final cut. Oh. <laughs> No. Oh no! I movie, yeah. <laughs> it's basic software, basic software. But uh, it was uh, somehow again. Mm, it's you know I was clicking something and I I'm not kidding. Something was just without me clicking it. You know, like I would click something and something else would happen. 
and I was like, I was like, looking at it, I was like, okay, this doesn't look bad. This actually looks really good. Or you know, this this colored thing, you know, with the yeah. beads, with the color beads. Mm -hmm. I I was I don't know I was like okay it's boring if I have the same pic like if I have the same video all the time why why don't I change it at one place so I change it at one place and I I change it exactly where the where the beat hits you know and I was like maybe it's not a bad like this was like a process you know it was not me th sitting there thinking oh what should I do next it was just happening and this was such a beautiful experience that happened that kind of got me um inspired to to create to create more and to to really look into it and but i to be honest i'm still like it's not happening on a daily basis with the music i have a day where i'm like just it's coming and then i have a day where it's like not happening but i kind of learned to let go and just you know if it's not happening it's fine if it's happening awesome whatever you know it's uh, and this like i used to i used to be like ah oh, why is it not happening i want it to happen now and um somehow i don't know it just happens so it's a wonderful process i'm enjoying it i'm not really thinking about oh how many people watching how many, like who's going to like it uh it's not i don't want i'm not thinking about like is this going to be my career i'm am i going to make money just i'm just doing this because i, I like it you know i just like it it's, it makes me uh, joyful i have fun and um yeah <laughs> awesome now let now let's like uh, now what do i ask like um <laughs> <laughs> So I think you got a lot of questions about Sadhana Pada, about you are a seeker's journey. So before going into all that, let's let's start from. I think you covered a little bit about how that seeking started, but I want to know exactly love how that longing started that you wanted to know something more. Mm. Also, one thing is that I wanted to be like very raw, like whatever you genuinely experience. Like one thing I tell people is that you know whatever experience, like inner engineering, might have given someone so much happiness. But for some people, I genuinely observe it's okay. It's just okay. Some people didn't like it. So if it's like that for mm. you, you just you know be with like that. I didn't like it, or I didn't like Sahana. But it was such a struggle. So let it, <laughs> let it be like that. I want the you know the raw version. I don't know. This is not like yeah. the version that you if you hear it, you should go for Sahana. But no, like whatever it was for you, just like that. We can if you can keep it, that would be awesome. Mm. So like yeah, I, I, actually true. one other actually messaged me like uh, she was like uh, like. Uh, you know i have been doing the hatha yoga teacher training but i'm still my mind is struggling yes body i have become more stronger but i'm struggling with my practices the mental peace has not yet come so i'm when everyone is putting out reviews saying oh inner engineering yes inner engineering i got this i got that i'm like am i the only one struggling so so yes i just wanted to mm. let you you know give a little perspective on that so we can you know you can start from your yes. childhood or like from where that seeking started or something that you wanted to know Like yeah, yes. before in the call also you were talking about some mm. things to me. So if we can go into that, it would be very nice. Hey, Stephen, and are you there? Which is are you there? Yes, okay. yes. It just got cut for a moment. Yeah. I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I think my my connection should be should be fine. But 
we'll see. Okay, um, wait. it just showed my yeah. It's, let me just let me let me just get into the other room. Maybe it'll be better. Let's carry on. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, um, so I grew up in a family which is um, influenced or, you know, has a background in, in, in Christian religion, which is Christian Orthodox, but not really religious, like not going to the church every weekend, you know, every, uh, mostly, mostly for certain celebrations like, you know, Easter and Christmas and things like that. But definitely, you know, we had, um, Picture, like pictures, icons, hanging and all that. So growing up, I was like, ah, I hate going to church. Just, I have to stand there. I have to, you know, listen to someone talking about something. I don't really understand what they're saying. I don't really know what they're saying. Like, why do I have to be here? I don't really like this. And my parents, they even my parents were like, ah, you know, like not really enjoying it. It was more... <laughs> I don't know, just, you know, it's like everybody does it, we should do it, you know. And um, at some point, when I, when I was 15, 16, I was like, yeah, I'm not going, you know, that's uh, not my thing. But honestly, now I can go to a church and I can like appreciate the art and the architecture and whoever came up with that, you know, it's wonderful wonderful but at some point somehow it got twisted up you know people like yeah that i don't really want to go too much into into this topic but uh, i had some some moments with some people from my family who are um who are pretty religious and um they had difficulties with me sitting there with them like having a conversation and I'm paying attention to my breath, you know, while talking to them, I'm paying attention to my breath because the, the things that they are saying <clears throat> are making me uh, feel painful, you know, like the way that they talk about themselves, about others, and they call themselves religious, you know, like, and the way that they talk about others, I'm like, what? It's this does not make any sense. So I'm sitting there and I don't want to say anything because I don't want to make them feel bad, you know? So I'm sitting there after I did my, and like after I went to India, I, I came back, I visited Serbia and I was sitting there and I was like paying attention to my breath to calm myself down, to not go crazy. And then, and, and so one of the, one of my family members, she, she was like, um, and I was sitting, I was sitting with my, um, with my left heel at the Muladhara, mm -hmm. you know, because I mean, Sadhguru mm -hmm. explains the whole reason why we sit like that. And it just makes sense. I mean, just if you sit like this, this is the only way to really sit comfortable for a long period of time without having to take care of, you know, certain things that the body wants. So it's, um, I was sitting, I was breathing and, and after, when they were leaving, she, she looked at me and she was like, so do you think you are something better because of this Buddhist uh, teachings that you have learned? And I'm like, I look at her and I'm like, what do you mean? What kind of like Buddhist? <laughs> you know, so she made up this conclusion about me 
just because I was breathing, like just because I was, you know, not like not reacting on what she said because mm -hmm. she wanted me to react. Mm -hmm. I was calm about it, and she was like, she was offended. She was offended that I was able to stay calm. Okay. It was it was such <laughs> an experience, you know. So I mean, yeah. So this, you know, growing up, I was surrounded by different people, but I never was seeking, never. Like I was the kind of a person who would throw trash out of the car. You know, mm -hmm. I did not care about nature. I did not care about humans. I did like me, 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 me. How, what am I getting out of this? How am I going to benefit the most? And I was always, even with my parents, I was the person who would only go to them if they need something. If I don't need something, what I do I have to ask you how are you doing how how's your job how was your day no I don't even care at that time I was like I was like completely isolated you know just me 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 and actually um, I I would say the transition happened when I went to the US you know I kind of got a little bit space from my from my parents, from my home, from everything that I thought was me. And I was somewhere where I don't know anybody. I don't know, I can't speak the language, but not really like that well. Uh, it's a different culture. It's everything is like new. And somehow in that situation, I found myself, you know, like I had some space to actually see what I like, what I what I what I'm passionate about, what I want to do, what I don't want to do, and um, yeah, maybe not, maybe not like in that sense, like like and dislike, but just what what am I passionate about? What do I want to do in my life? You know, and at some point, I I started to go to, to the gym, you know, I was sitting because everybody around me, I mean, the culture in the US was just like that. You know, you go to the store, you buy some food for the microwave, you put it in the microwave, and then you just see that you get enough protein, enough, you know, like you, you take care of all the all these nutritional things, and then you, you go, I was passionate about the gym, not because I liked the gym, because I wanted to look good, and I wanted the people to like me, you know. So I went to the gym and, and everything and um, I was like happy in the sense I was happy about the way I looked and I was happy about my life because I lived with a family who was really like pretty wealthy. The dad was a, a professor at the Yale University, which is like one of the major, like the yeah, ma major university in the US. And um, I had my own gym. I had my own car. Oh. I had, yeah, I had, uh, well, we had a whirlpool. We had a sauna. We had a steam bath. Uh, we had a huge house. Uh, the mother had an Audi A7, which is a beautiful, gorgeous car. And I got to drive it, you know. I didn't have to pay for gas. I, like, they took care of everything. And I'm so thankful for them. I mean, I spent like five, six hundred dollars a week for grocery. Okay. You know, like okay. it was. <laughs> oh I had, I had, I had everything. Like 
you know, somehow I got put, like I got placed in this family that had had everything, you know, what maybe someone thinks is everything. And I found myself there and the father was taking prescriptions, medicine for depression. And I was like, so they are, have, they have everything. And he's still depressed. Like I started to question what I thought, if you have everything, if you have money, if you have wealth, if you have a career, if you have a children, you know, you're happy. But then I saw myself in this situation and I, I, you know, they were just, they were just, um, they were, they were married, but they were starting to, you know, like move, like separate and, and, and divorce. So I was, I was confused because I thought this is it. And then I saw someone else have it. And I was like, it's not it. What is it then? And, and just around that time when, when, when these thoughts came, I happened to go to a bar with um, my friend who, um, who, whose friend is the DJ. So it's the DJ, her, his, his friend, and with her, I went to a bar and um, I had crazy pain in my shoulder for a long time. I was like, I was not able to do this. Like I was not able to, do, like it was so, it was hurting so much that I was just in pain always. But I mean, at that time I was not thinking about it, you know, so I was just like, okay, whatever. So basically I, we ended up in going to the bar and then somebody looked at me and I was looked at him and I was, why are you looking at me? And he said, do you have some pain in your shoulder? And I said, how do you know? You know, and he was like, well, I can see it, you know, because at that time my shoulder was, you know, like it was, it was heavy and it was like my, my body was not proportionally aligned. It was not aligned at all. You know, it was like, you know, one side was more trained, overtrained. Oh. I'd never stretched, you know, I never took care of these things. So I was, I just went to the gym. I took the, you know, I, I warmed up with a little bit of uh, weight, but I never like run, like it was nonsense, you know, just for looks, just, I just wanted to look good. So he, he ended up saying, you know, I, I can see that you have pain. And I was like, so what should I do? He said, well, if you want me to, I can fix it right now, but it, it will come back, you know? Like I can do some therapy, I can help you to not feel pain now, but if you don't do something, you will feel pain again, you know? So I was like, okay, fix it now, you know? <laughs> and he, he was like, really? I said, yes. So he, he took my shoulder, he was like, bah, 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 you know? <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah! <laughs> I and thought that was only in the movies, so he did that. No, he did that in the bar, in the bar. And I was like, oh my God, what, like, what is happening here? And, so, and I felt better. I felt better. And he said, please, please, don't stop here. Please visit my friend. He has a home office, you know, you can go to his place and he will help you. He will, you know give you some techniques, give you some practices, give you, you know, some tools, just, just visit him, you know, if you really want to feel better. This, 
somehow I was like, okay, give me his number. He gave me his number. I, I you know, texted this guy and I said, um, let's you know, help me with my shoulder, you know? So I ended up visiting him and um, he's, he's a very dear friend of mine today. We're, we're still in touch. And um, he, he actually, I came into his, like, his house, which was not his house. Somebody gifted it to him because he healed them, that person, you know, he helped that person with whatever they had. So I came into his house and I was like, Who, who's this guy? You know, he, he had like a beard and long hair. And I was like, who's this guy? Um, so I went into his house and the house was empty. You know, there was almost nothing there. A little bit like, there were like few items, in the, like almost no food, no nothing, no bed, no, you know, like very little, like, what is this? You know, the only thing that was there was like a, a wooden plate, you know, like a, a square, a wooden square with a symbol on it. And now I know it is a yantra, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was, he had a wooden, yeah, like a yantra on a wooden plate and he was sitting on it. That was like his meditation place, you know, sitting on a yantra. And he had, so it was, at that time I did not know what this is, <laughs> you know. So for those who don't know, Yantra, it's like uh, <laughs> Sadhguru says, um, uh, it's like a machine, you know, it's like um, you can use it for certain things. It's, it's, it's based on geometry. It's based on geometry and certain shapes and what certain shapes do. So a triangle, let's say, um, symbolizes so up, there's upward triangle, downward triangle, masculine, feminine, water, fire, like all, it's, it's a whole science behind it. So if you're interested, you should definitely look it up. There are videos um, by Sadhguru on YouTube for sure. He will explain this much better than I can. Um, but um, anyway, you know, we started to talk and I thought I'm going there. He will, he will fix my shoulder and I will leave. But we started to talk about Ah, oh, like my life and how things are and everything. And he didn't even touch my shoulder. He, like we were just talking and talking and talking. I ended up going to him three for three days and we were just talking and talking and talking. And at some point he was like, you know, maybe you try yoga instead of going to the gym every day. And I was like, yoga? What do you mean? Why would I need yoga? I'm the last person who needs yoga. I'm like, you know, I'm fine. And he said, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. And that's where, that's where our paths kind of, you know. And one day I was with my friend, the DJ. And I, and I told him, do you know what this one, this guy that I met, he told me to do yoga. Why would I do yoga? And my friend who was a DJ, he was like, do you know what? I do yoga. Oh. And I was like, what? <laughs> You, like, you, the person who I'm kind of looking up to, you know, the DJ, who is a really, really awesome, caring person, you know, really loving person. You are doing yoga? Okay. Maybe I should try. So I, I ended up, uh, he, he had like, and I don't recommend this to anybody, 
I don't recommend this. He had like an online account, you know, so he gave me his online account. He was like, try, you know, so I went on this online account and I was like, what is this? You know, uh, looks, looks, it's not like crazy postures, not like headstands and crazy things that people do, you know, it was like basic, but I looked at it and I was like, I don't know if I should. So it took me a little while, but at some point I was like, whatever, you know, I, it's, nothing is working. I should, you know, just try. And I'm not kidding you on that day. I did it. It was like a, it was called like a pre yoga, like a pre work out yoga. And I was like, after 20 minutes, usually after the gym, I felt tired and I felt like, ah, oh, you know, but after this 20 minute yoga session, I felt like I did some workout, but at the same time, I feel relaxed. You know, I feel like I did something good for my body, but I also feel relaxed. I don't feel tense. I don't feel tired. And I was like, this is crazy. You know, I, I need to do this every day. And I did it. I just did it. Like, I just did like 20, 30 minutes every day yoga, just like a small session. Um, and I stopped going to the gym. I started to do uh, um, body, body workout, just my own body um, and yoga. And somehow my shoulder pain went away. I, I was definitely into, into yoga because of pain and because of the body, you know, not like anything spiritual. No, I had no idea about, not, no spiritual. I did not like, so one experience with um, the first time I actually witnessed what it means, what, what presence and what energy means. Mm, we, were, we came back, so we were going out to the bar frequently. Uh, <laughs> we came back from the bar and we were sitting in the car in front of the house that I was living in. And my friend, so it's always me, the DJ and my friend. Um, you know, and she, she actually, she, whenever I had off, whenever, whenever I had off from, from the, from being in a pair, when I, when I, when I had to, when I get, got some free time on the weekends, um, she took care of, of the children, of the child, you know? So we were standing, we were sitting in the car in front of the house, coming back from the bar and, and, you know, in that moment, I was sitting in the car and I looked at the house and I told her, I don't want to go in this house. I feel like something off in there, you know? Mm -hmm. And she was, she said, ah, what do you mean? And I said, I don't know. I just don't feel like leaving the car and going into the house. And she said, okay, interesting. And I said, okay. So she said, we have to go. <laughs> you need to sleep. Okay. So, you know. I was like, do you feel like that? And she said, yes, I will tell you. So the next, like the next day I, we went inside, what, what to do, where to sleep. Okay. Well, I, I, I went inside and she, uh, the next day we ended up speaking and she said, I said, why did I feel like that? You know? And she said, well, do you know the history of this house that you're living in? And I said, no, what do you mean? And she said, well, this house was there before civil civil war. So, and I said, what, what does that mean? You know, I don't know anything about the history of the US, you know? <laughs> and she said, well, there was a doctor living in there 
and when when the war was happening there were a lot of people injured a lot of people who were you know in a bad condition so naturally he would have a lot of dead people in the house you know laying there until he had time to bury them you know he he wasn't able to do like to heal people to help people and to bury them so there were a lot of people laying there on like on the last floor and i was like okay so what does that mean she said well do you think that the energy is all gone you know do you think that the house does not ha still have some of that energy in it and i was like what do you mean what kind of energy you know what is this energy and he said she said well it's you can also call it memory you know a certain kind of memory a certain kind of imprint that is in the house because the house is made of wood and what is the, I mean, some, some of it, some of those dead bodies are maybe still like, you know, it, we don't know, we don't know. So I was like, okay, whatever. And she said, do you know what else was there? Even before that, I said, no. So if you look, if you go into the house, there are bells hanging, which, which means if you look into the history of the house, there were actually slaves living in the house. And the bells were ringing for the slaves to get up and for them to work. So she, she was like explaining me the reason why you feel off and you feel like not going into the house is because the house has a certain energy to it. It has the memory of slaves living there, pain, of fear, anxiety, of, you know, all these things. And I was like, this is the first time when I was actually sensitive enough to feel coming into a room, coming into a house and feeling like something is off. And I'm sure you have experienced this because I have experienced this many times. You come into a room and you just feel a certain, you know, you, you, you're like, okay, something is off or wow, everybody's joyful here. Or, you know, like if you go to the Isha Yoga Center in India, you're like, wow. What is this? Yeah. Even like even me arriving at the Isha Yoga Center, like, I did not have any idea about like ashram yoga center, nothing. I can't. I like we were traveling to the yoga center. I was like, wow, it looks nice, you know. It's kind of a rural area, and uh, people are sitting outside on the streets, similar to Colombia. I visited Colombia, and people are sitting on, like Gangesh was telling. You know, it's very similar. People sitting on the streets, talking and having yeah. fun. And uh, you know, we were driving, and then we arrived, and you know, I came in. I was like, wow everything is made from natural substance like everything is natural stones it's and you know like almost no glass or you know modern when you look at the architecture what they do now is it's like it was so so different to me and um well you know now when you look at it now when i go somewhere i, I feel that energy but that was the first time when i actually experienced you know presence energy and the, and that and somehow that that moment that experience kind of you know opened me up a little bit um that there is something more you know there is something that i cannot explain in words but it is there i can feel it and um i ended up doing starting the yoga and i told my friend hey i started to do yoga like you said and he said oh really is it 
maybe you should try meditation. Oh. <laughs> uh, and I said, meditation? Okay, I'm not going to ask any questions. I already asked a lot of questions about yoga and now I see that it's good, whatever. And do you know what was the first meditation that I did? I don't know. What is it? It was sitting down for five minutes listening to Karpura Gauram. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So my friend, he introduced me to Sadhguru. He, he, I mean, at that time I was like, people with turbans, beards, I was like, no, no, definitely I'm not listening to this guy, you know. But he sent me a video with the with a scientist. It was like, um, they, uh, I don't know his name, David something. They just, they just recently did another video. But they, they talked about um, Albert Einstein, the relative, you know, the relativity theory and empty space and like a lot of things which are scientifically proven. And Sadhguru was telling, you know, Gautama the Buddha, uh, 1,500 or whatnot uh, years ago, he just sat in meditation and he discovered that, you know, there are um, blood cells and there are atoms in the body and there was not even a microscope and there was not even a name for atoms, but he just discovered. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? And that, you know, that was the first time when I was like, what else is there to life? You know, I always thought what I'm doing right now is good, but it seems like there's something much greater than, than, than what I thought it is, you know? And, and so I sat down for five minutes and it was like, Oh, I was not like, I was sitting, my legs were up, you know, I was not comfortable at all. I was like, Oh, what is this? I'm not doing anything. Nothing, nothing is happening. And, um, I did not have any like, medit like meditative experience, nothing. You know, I was not really consistent with it. Not. So it kind of, you know, I kind of stopped doing the, the meditation. I was like, I don't really know what this is. I'm just, you know, going to do a little bit of yoga or whatnot. But I started to listen to Sadhguru, you know. I was watching video and video and video and I was like, wow, this is just like so clear, you know, there's not, there is not a moment when he is like thinking or uh, it was just Confused. just like coming through him. Something was coming through him, and I was listening to him, and everything made sense. And he he talked about certain things that I had experienced, or he he described certain things, and I was like, this just all makes sense. So I was listening, listening, and then I saw in like you know at some point I. Some I saw the inner engineering online and I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe I should do it. So I uh, I ended up doing it just try just to try what, what it is. And actually at that time I was not really, you know, feeling like, oh wow, something happened, you know, or something changed. But as I said, I used to be the person who was throwing trash out of the car. And now I did the inner engineering and suddenly I find myself asking myself, holding trash in my hand, should I really throw this out of the car? Who is going to pick it up? Like me throwing it out of the car means 
I'm not responsible for this, you know, I don't really care. Somebody else will take care of this. And this is how I conducted my life, you know. Somebody else will clean up for me, my mom. Somebody else will do laundry for me. Somebody will, else will uh, buy food. Somebody else will, everything. Somebody else, somebody else. And I just do what I like. So the inner engineering now, when I look at it, changed many things. But back then I was like, no, this is me, you know. Yeah. I'm the one who's doing this, you know. So like this, I uh, started to go for barefoot walks in nature. Hello. You know, I started to walk my, I, so I had two dogs and I started to walk the dogs in the neighborhood on grass barefoot. And, you know, so, I mean, also my friend who introduced me to Sadhguru, he was always like, you know, let's go for a hike barefoot. And, you know, he was like, he was, he was already into, into this. So okay. he kind of introduced me into, into, the benefits of barefoot walking, going into nature, and I started to really enjoy it, you know? So somehow the, yeah, somehow this experience, this program did, did a little bit, you know, did some changes. And I was like, uh, at some point before, just before I was leaving, I thought, you know, I should, I should do the program, you know, I should do the program. Like what, what else? is there for me to do right now? I don't know. I still don't know what I should do. I still don't know what I should do with my life. So why don't I do this? So I ended up going to, so I have a family member who lives in Toronto. So 2016 in October, um, I ended up going to Toronto or November, I think it was actually. I ended up going to the mega program in Toronto. Oof, wow. <laughs> That was something else. Some like at that time, I had no idea about spirituality. I had no idea about nothing. You know, I was <laughs> sitting there. I came. I came into the space, and everybody, like all the volunteers, were like, and "I was like, <laughs> what, you know, I was just like these people. Why are they so joyful? Why are they so happy? You know." But I didn't get it. I was like, maybe they are just like that. And, and then I, I, I mean, I, I said, I, I came into the program, I said, there's a Sadhguru came. And at that time, I was not really sensible or sensitive to energy. And you know, I was like, not, I had that experience with the energy, but I was not like, oh, blown away. You know, I was like, whatever he is saying makes a lot of sense. And that's it. I don't really need, you know, I just, but then we, uh, I, I learned the, the, the Korea. Uh, in, the, in engineering that, that you learn when you do the complete completion program or the full four day program. And, you know, I was doing the practice and mega program means a lot of people. And at that time I had no idea about this in India, this might be different, but I was sitting there and some people had some crazy experience, you know, and I was sitting there was like, why is nothing happening to me? Why, like, am I doing something wrong? Maybe, uh, maybe I'm not, you know, getting it. So after those four days, I, I did it maybe for two days. And I was oh. like, you know, yeah, I was like, uh, you know, uh, wait to do this and that. I'm not, you know, I don't really need this. That's fine. You know, so I, I, I did not finish my mandala. I was like, ah, you know. And the thing was, after I, after I went to Toronto, I actually did a month of traveling in the US. 
So I was sleeping, I was doing couch surfing, which is like sleeping at different people's homes on their couch. And I was like, I'm not going to do this practice in somebody else's house, you know? And I was just, uh, I could have done it outside. I was, with, I was traveling in LA, San Francisco, uh, Louisiana. Like I, there were places where it's warm outside. You can do it outside if you want to. But I was just like, ah, what, whatever, you know? And like this, I, I traveled and actually, to be honest, now I don't know if, if this is due to me being in the in engineering program and Sadhguru's grace, but this month after visiting the Toronto, like as, after doing in engineering was like, wow, so smooth, you know? Everybody was so nice to me. All the people around me were nice. Everybody was treating me so nice. And I was just like, wow, uh, is this because, you know, I don't know if this was, is this is, Sadhguru's grace, you know, his energy that was still with me. And um, I ended up coming back home and traveling to Colombia and tra like, you know, like not really thinking about in engineering. And then I came back after I was done with all the travels, I came back home and I was like, so what now? You know, what, um, I don't know what to do. And um, I ended up, um, so another thing, Another thing, before leaving the U.S., actually, I did Surya Kriya. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oof, that was something else. I, so I was visiting, uh, so I visited San Diego. When I was in San Diego, at the end of November, so just before I left, just before I left, I was like, there is a program in the city where I'm right now, in like tomorrow, I should do it, you know? So I went for Surya Kriya. And I went through a program and there was a teacher sitting in the front and I was like, oh my God, what? Like this teacher, like she was sitting there cross-legged in white. And I was like, wow, she, like, she just looked so intense with her eyes closed. And I, and I was like, who is this person who's like, she didn't even feel like human for me, you know? Like she was sitting there almost like she's not there, you know? Like she's gone. And I went into the class and we started to do Surya Kriya. And I was like, what yoga have I done till now? <laughs> this is like so much, so many details, so many things are being taken care of. Wow, you know, but I was traveling. So then again, <laughs> I, I was like, ah, you know, I don't really need this. If I feel like doing it, I will do it, you know, so like all this traveling, 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 like December, January, February, March, I come back, like I come back home and I'm like, maybe I should do Surya Kriya, Surya Kriya now, you know? <laughs> and I was like, how to do it? <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> Never did my mandala. Okay. And um, I, I, I was like reaching out to the school and, you know, uh, trying to pick it up again and boom. In engineering in Hamburg. Comes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, you know, I was on my phone scrolling through Facebook and I see in engineering in Facebook. I, I see in engineering in Germany. I'm like, what? In engineering in Germany? And I see, you know, you can volunteer. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should volunteer. I don't know. There's any, any way I don't know what to do. I'm going to volunteer. That experience of volunteering 
changed my life. Like that was that was the moment when I went to to four day volunteering. First of all, I was hosted by a couple, so they like they treated me like you know like a hotel, taking care of everything, food and this and that and staying and sleeping and driving and like they took care of me like I'm some you know special person. But they were just doing it because you know. Being a volunteer, that's what being a volunteer means. You know, you're not getting anything out of it. You're just doing it, you know, whatever needs to be done. And it was such a beautiful experience for me that I, that moment and the program, you know, like I volunteered for the program and I saw people first day, fourth day. And I was like, wow, what am I doing here? Why am I not doing this practice? These people have changed in four days and I have not in four or five months, you know, what am I doing here? And from the day that the first day of the inner engineering program, I started my mandala, I finished my mandala and, and I met some people who went to the ashram and I talked to them because I was like, this is like the best thing that happened to me in my life, this volunteering, you know, I want to do more of this. Well, how can I do more? There's not much happening in Germany. So they said, maybe you should go to India, to the ashram. And I was like, yes, I'm going to the ashram. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm just going to the ashram. So I went on YouTube and I Googled, I uh, looked up and everything. I was like, okay, maybe I'm going for one month, you know, two, three weeks, you know, vacation. And then I talked to a Hatha yoga teacher that I took, uh, did my Buddha Buddha Shuti with uh, in Frankfurt. And I was like, what do you think? How long should I go? One month, two months? She said, why don't you go for Sadhana Pala? <laughs> and I said, Sadhana Pala, what is this? <laughs> she said, just watch, you, watch it on YouTube. So I went on YouTube and I looked it up and it said seven months. And I was like, well, you know, I can just go and if I don't feel like I can leave, you know, <laughs> but I mean, again, I don't recommend anybody do, going like this. If you go, you should go hundred percent, you know, but I went, I went to the, so I started my journey from Frankfurt, took the airplane to India, which was like, I start, I 5 AM, I left maybe. And then I arrived at 5 PM or something, you know, like, Whole, whole day, five, yeah. And I arrived at the ashram and I came into the ashram and I was like, okay, I've never been to this country. I've never been to this place. I don't know anything. These people, okay, but you know, I'm just going to register it. And this place looks huge, you know? And they, they give me this map and I look at the map and I'm like, okay, big shahal is food. So where is this Viksha Hall? Okay. And then somebody is like, you just go there and then you go there. I'm like, I don't know. This map is too big. I don't know where to go. And then it's so funny because now when I look at it, I'm like the ashram is so small, you know, yeah. you, you know exactly this is this, this is this, you know, everything. But then I was like, wow, this place is huge. You know, so, so I, and, and I had to do my, I mean, yeah. I wanted to do my 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 Shambhavi, my practice, right? So I ended up registering and everything, and then I went to do that, and then I 
and then I went to to have uh, dinner. It was my first day of, of having food, and I went into the the, the big hall and I saw I saw the um, like aisles on on one side, and then I saw aisles on the other side. You know, and I saw some people having like uh, lots of fruits kanji diet you know yeah, yeah. and i was into you know i was like i love fruits i i, I can go there oh. so so first day first dinner i had kanji oh I see. okay mango oh my god that was so good so good <laughs> i can, i just came in mango season it was so good absolutely the, the best mangoes i had in my life were, were for sure at the ashram so so you know i that's kind of how it started uh two three days like uh just one day two days after that it was um guru purnima and uh life of the masters and i was sitting there i had no like meditation and everything was still like far away yeah, i was sitting there like moving all the time and thinking oh my god what am i doing here you know not in the sense like i don't feel like i don't feel like being here but i feel like i'm i'm not ready you know like i'm not able to sit i'm not i don't know but i thought whatever i'm here you know i'm just i it's, i'm germany's far away <laughs> i just i just be i'm just here now so i ended up um, just you know doing my practices a little bit like not not surakriya and in, in engineering and that was it you know i was like until like 10 a.m is the first meal if you if you start your practices at 5 40 you're like so what now you know <laughs> i don't really know what to do yeah. with my time yeah and uh, you just you know walk around you look around you're like okay so it's it, that that's kind of kind of uh, how <clears throat> how things started for me, and then we had suddenly part of meeting, and they told us this is this is what you're going to to volunteer for, and I was like, okay, translation is not really my favorite thing to do, but you know what to do, it's okay. And the interesting thing is, people always think, oh, the ashram. You go there, it's so nice and calm, and everybody, yeah. <laughs> it's only good people. Yeah. Every, you know, everybody's joy, like oh, loving vibes, love everywhere, <laughs> only positive. <laughs> and then you end up sitting next to a person that is like the worst. You know, you're like, oh my god, this person. Why? This person. Yeah, you know? not done inner engineering. It seems like that. <laughs> So Sadhguru talks about this all the time, you know, like uh, the ashram is not a place to, you know, do, make a vacation, just hang out and have some fun. It's actually the opposite. You get like, just in the first two, three weeks, I was going ups, downs, ups, downs, you know, like it was, I would say the first three months was just constantly pushing me, pushing me, pushing, pushing me, pushing me. And I was, but somehow I was struggling to wake up so, so much in the beginning, you know, I was like, oh my God, 5.30, like actually you have to be there at 5.30. So it was insane. I used to wake up at like 9, 10 a.m. You know, I was like 5 a.m. Who is, why should I wake up at 5 a.m.? But so they came with the drum and I was like, ah. Oh. 
<laughs> okay, so I got up, and to be honest, somehow what Southern Pilot did to me is after maybe um, I would say basically after I did the uh, Shakti Chalana Kriya Shunya program, after that program, I got up at three every day, you know, I was like charged, you know. Because when I did Shunya program, it was the moment when I was like, wow, what is this practice? Wow, this is like so many deep, like it's just so deeply rooted in the science of yoga. Before that, I was like, okay, a little bit of arm chanting and this and that and breathing and sitting, meditating. I was like, ah, everybody can teach this. But when I did the Shunya program, I was like, blown away by the, the this practice just blown away and from that day onwards october i think so i arrived at july and in october i did i think oh yeah october september october i did the shunya from till till then i was still having doubts you know i was still like ah maybe when i go back i will do some martial art maybe i'll do some qigong maybe i will do some tai chi Maybe I will do some, you know, maybe I will travel and visit some Buddhist monastery. Maybe, I'll, you know, I had so many ideas what I want to do. And till then, I was still like ups and downs, and ups and downs. But when I did Shunya, I was like, okay, this is it. I don't need anything else. This is like the experience of doing Shunya and especially Shakti Kriya was like, I, I, when, I, when I did my first full cycle of Shakti Chalana Kriya and my, my the in engineering practice Shambhavi after that, I was like, wow, wow. First time when I was like, oh my God, what Sadhguru says about being high without taking drugs is true. It's true, you know? And just just a little, like, just a little, little bit after that, it was the first time when I sat down in Dhyanalinga and 45 minutes later, I was like, I, I opened my eyes and I was like, wow, this is my first, medit like my first meditative experience of sitting down and then close, opening my eyes and like, wow, you know. So it took me like three, four months at the ashram, you know, like, so people outside who are watching this and you're struggling with practices and everything, you're fine four months at the ashram until you have your first meditative experience before that i was just sitting there thinking oh my god this water drop is falling down like, <laughs> yes. how many times how many times how long am I like when is the bell finally going to ring and then uh, i mean linga bada yeah i was like what well, what is this like big red red, <laughs> red globe <laughs> yeah what, what is this uh, i mean okay. With Lingabari, you have to say, when the, even the first time when I stepped in, I felt, you know, I, I really, that Sadhguru says this all the time, you know, it's, this is a, like a, with her, it's, she is in your face, you know, she's like, boom. And I, I, I did feel it, but I was not like, okay, I like to be here, you know, I was not like the temple person going up. Uh, because I had, you know, my past was like, I don't, I don't want to go to church. So I was like, temple is religion, you know. Until at some point, I was like, I was just drawn, you know, I was just drawn to go there. 
So it took me uh, like three, four months until I had my first meditative experience. I would say, like really sit down, and 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 that happened to me. And and from that point onward, like when I had that experience, but also doing the the Shakti Chalana, the Shunya program, then I was like, if this can happen to me, someone who is like, you know, I was not able to sit comfortably on the floor. I was like in pain sitting for five minutes. I was not really like in enjoying the practices or like, you know, do, doing it with a lot of passion or like, wow, devotion, anything. I had no devotion. I had no idea, nothing. Even for somebody like me, it works. This means it works for everybody, you know? If it works, like before that Sadhguru was saying, if it works for me, it works for everybody. It was like, okay, if, if you do this, you will feel high. Okay, you know, how, you know, how is this going to, but then when I experienced it, I was like, wow, this is actually true. You know, this is actually true. And that, that was when I, when I started to, you know, okay, Sadhguru says you should be up at three, three thirty. You should do your practices. You know, I should do this, you know, I should, I should make the most use of my time here because I won't be here forever, you know. So that's how I approach Sadhana then, that I'm here, not forever, just now, just today, make the most out of it. And I really threw myself into the practices. Seva and volunteering was happening, not really, like, that was one thing that I was struggling with. So practices, waking up, food, everything was good, but... For me, volunteering was kind of, you know, sitting in front of the screen and translation and everything was like, <laughs> not really. Mm. But, you know, somehow, somehow the people, so yeah, it's the Isha Yoga Center, the way that things work are just so fantastic. So, so fantastic. So I had, I had uh, the, the coordinator who was, who was my coordinator at uh, Ma. She was such a beautiful, caring person. She was like a mother, you know, like the way that she treated me, even though I was, you know, maybe having uh, three, four uh, prasadams, you know, actually for seven months, I had no outside food, you know, no, like I was not craving anything. I was like, this food is the best food I had in my life. The food at the ashram is like, so delicious and like you have so many different tastes and everything is just so fantastic it's the best food since then i don't even want to eat anything else than you know the indian cuisine because it's just so flavorful and and just the best so basically i ended up um in in the in the surikund which is um below the surikund is an office Surikund office as a translating for German team. And I was doing, it's funny, I was doing YouTube, I was doing Facebook, you know. But at that time I was like, ah, what is this, you know. (laughs) Uh, Just sitting here answering comments and this and that. I was like, ah. But now I'm like, interesting now that I'm doing the same (laughs) thing by myself. (laughs) You know, like just these things, like synchronicities everywhere. So, so basically that, that was, that was the Sadhana journey of me going there. And, um, I was, I felt like, uh, welcomed by everybody. You know, everybody was really taking care of, of everything was being taken. But then I had 
to wash my clothes with my hands. I was like, wow. <laughs> wow, that was the first time in my life when I had to actually take care of my, my, my space, my room, you know, where I stay. Uh, I had to, to clean it. I had to clean my own clothing. I had to take care of washing while doing the practice while volunteering, while, you know, everything. I was like, wow, this is like transformation. You know, this is transformation. Just taking care of these things by yourself. And just that, not even thinking about practices, not even thinking about yoga, not even thinking about meditation, just being in the space and starting to be responsible for yourself and the people around you as well like cleaning the space so in Sadhanapada they like we it's such a great support it's such a great support the difference between general volunteering and Sadhanapada is just this you have a coordinator you have someone who is there for you whenever you feel like whenever you need to you can talk to them you know and they're going to support you so you have a person that you know you can always talk to when you're doing general volunteering you're like you're coming in Nobody really knows that you're there. If you want to, you can talk to some people, but they will not really know you. And it will, you know, not be the same. But if you, like, when you do Sadhana it's like set up. You know, you have, you have a certain person that you can talk to. Uh, support is there. You have sessions together. You have guided sessions together, guided yoga together. You have, um, you do trips together. You spend time together. You have darshans with Sadhguru. Um, it's the program was even though I was the first batch and it was not organized the best way possible like now they're you know on a different level but still at that time for the first time that they did it they did a wonderful job you know everything was being taken care of and we had opportunities to volunteer for programs as well so for those people who are foodies Definitely, definitely DNA program for success. <laughs> DNA program, <laughs> best program for food. <laughs> okay. Like, oof, wow, we had, I mean, I had the best masala dosa at that program. <laughs> I had, I had fruit plates with jackfruit. Uh, I, I had man, like mango, jackfruit, pineapple, papaya, everything, like a whole fruit plate. We had, um, um, I don't even know what these dishes are all called, but we had like a dough which was like a circle, like a pizza. It tastes like it tastes like a pizza dough. It was I don't know what, but we had like tons of prasadam, sweets, every like DNA was the best programs in terms of food. Mouth is watering. <laughs> it's like idli. Uh, we had chapat, everything that you can think, ever like whatever you miss, you can have it there. <laughs> so that was there. And I did the Linga Bhairavi Yantra ceremony volunteering. That was, um, that was, I mean, just to see how the amount of emotions and devotion from people who were coming to get the Yantra was too intense, too intense. That's a wonderful program to volunteer for as well, for sure. And uh, BSP volunteering. Oh wow, that was so. When I did my BSP, I was like, uh, what, you know, even though I did it pretty, yeah, I did it. I did it after I did my Shunya program. After I was like convinced, okay, this is you know what I want to do. 
when I did my PHP program, I was like, "Huh? What is this? <laughs> what is this? I'm not. I don't think I'm getting it, you know." But when I did my volunteering, I was like blown away, blown away. You know, I was ah. Uh, the amount of energy that I had while the program was insane, insane. Like there were moments where I was like, I'm not feeling my body, you know, I'm just like, my body's just working, you know, everything that needs to be done needs to be done. And somehow I was getting up doing my practices. Somehow I was, you know, volunteering, throwing myself into everything was happening so beautiful. So this is one of the beautiful things when you do Sadhana Pala that you have like a, uh, thing that you kind of generally do volunteer for you have like a designated space most people there's some people who still like those people who are maybe doing temple they're maybe changing the temple um, or some people there were a few people who were still kind of doing like general volunteering but I'm not sure if they're still doing it like this most of us 90% I would say had like a certain thing that they were doing throughout the whole experience so you had you had coordinator you had a person that you could talk to you kind of you know had people that you knew it was nice it was the, the way that southern pana is structured is just amazing so anybody who is thinking who has who has or who wants to to you know spend the time they should definitely do it you know if you, especially if you don't know what you want to do in your life this is like the first and foremost thing that you need to do is to spend time somewhere where whatever you call mine, whatever you call home, whatever you call family, friends, everything is, you know, for some time left. And just because you get that space, you know, you get that space between what you refer to as myself, what you think you are and what you really are. And what you really are, you will, I am convinced because I, like, I don't want to say I experienced what I really am, but I'm definitely spending time at the ashram and doing Sadhana enhanced me in so many ways. You know, now when I look at other people, I don't, like, not in a comparing myself, not saying I'm better than them, but the, the amount of vibrancy that I feel in my body. I came back from the ashram and went again for to volunteer for uh, in engineering Hamburg. And there was this one volunteer and he was like, do you know that when I stand next to you, I feel like sitting in Diana Linga. Oh. I was like, wow, this is the best compliment I received in my life, you know? that I carried the energy of the Diana Linga with me. Like it was a very short span between me coming and me volunteering. So I was like, wow, I'm carrying the energy of a Linga with me and somebody else is noticing it who is, you know, doing the program and the practices and everything. So maybe not everybody will notice it and maybe not everybody wants to notice it. Definitely I had some people who are like, you know, some friends who wanted me to be the old person. But it's fine, you know, it's not like I, when I came back, I was like in my room doing my practices, airplanes flying, cars running, <laughs> trains going by. I was like, what? 
so many sounds, noises, so many things were happening. I was confused, you know. It took me some time to, to really get back into life. And to be honest, for the first, I would say, more like half, yeah, half a year, I was like, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I should, I should just go back full time. Maybe, who knows, but just go back, you know. I was like, I can't con connect to anybody. I don't know what I'm doing here outside. Maybe I should just go back. And after that, I, again, was feeling confused about, at the ashram, I was like thinking about doing the Ishati yoga teacher training or, you know, but when I came here, I was like, do I really want to go outside and teach? Do I, you know, or should, do I really want to, should I really go there and live there? And um, basically I came back. I didn't have anybody. Um, I had one friend, actually, I had, I had a few friends, not like I don't have had friends now, but I had one specific friend that I really liked to spend time with because um, he also listened to uh, Sadhguru and he also was meditating. He was working upon himself. You know, he was, you know, going, going inward and not just living for the material things in life, you know, not just success, family, money, like, you know, a little bit more than that. So he, I like, he was like the main person that I was actually hanging out with. And I, but then I was, you know, I, I was like, okay, I don't really know what to do now. I don't know if I should go back to India yet. So I should visit my friend in the States. So I went to visit my friend who introduced me to Sadhguru and traveled there. And uh, after that, I like very, very spontaneously went to visit my friend in Mexico. Just like a random, you know, just because I'm, so I met my friend in the U.S. Uh, she She's from Mexico and um, she was also an au pair. The same program that I did in the U.S. she did also and we met and then we hang out and all. So anyway, I visited Mexico and you know what happened in Mexico? Everybody that I met there and I was doing my practices and everything, you know, and I was wearing, uh, you know, uh, in the clothing, yeah. you, know, you know, and 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 people knew I was doing yoga, you know, but everybody was so interested in knowing more about yoga. Everybody that I met in Mexico was like, "Tell me more," and I was telling about the ashram. I was showing them pictures, and they were looking at the Diana Linga, and they were like, "Wow!" Just like the amount of time and effort that is put into this temple is crazy. How did they build this? Like, the, like almost like the pyramids from the top to the bottom. How did they build this, you know? And then when they looked at the Linga, the Linga Bhairavi, at the Surya Kund, they were like, wow, what are these massive stones? How did they make this, you know? And I, I, it was the first time when I actually met people who were like honestly wanted to know what this is and wanted to know what am I doing and what yoga is. And somehow that experience in Mexico, I connected to a lot of people and that got me, that was like the spark, you know, like that got me inspired. I was like, I went to one yoga class in Mexico. Oh, please don't go to, <laughs> to I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say it's not like Isha, Isha yoga is the only yoga, you know, there are definitely pl uh, places in India, even Sadhguru says this, that, that teach classic, like, proper yoga but when i went to that yoga class it was like 
you know, you do, you do your practices with open eyes and you look what the teacher does and you do it. So naturally you're not really doing the asana because you're looking up, you're turning your head, you're twisting your head and you know, you're, you're doing something. It's not really proper, you know, and asana means your body is in a certain way for a certain period of time and not watching, looking up what somebody is doing while doing it, you know, that's a different asana and you don't know what that's doing to you, you know, it can harm you. So it's, I don't know, I, I mean, I uh, don't want to do any like <laughs> marketing, but uh, like after doing classical Isha Hatha Yoga and going to this yoga class, I was like, wow, no, definitely, this is like a workout. This is like, you know, this is more like having fun. This is not yoga. And um, that that was when I was when I felt this classical hatha yoga really needs to go into the world. You know, this people people don't have not experienced what yoga is. You know, not saying classical hatha yoga is yoga. There is much more to yoga than than physical postures. But again, even the first surya kriya that I did, I was blown away by how this program was conducted. And I feel that this has to go into the world. And that is what leads me to me being inspired to go for the training. So we'll see right now the situation. We don't really know uh, what's happening, but um, basically that's that's kind of where my journey is going. Oh, and, so you're planning um, for the Hatha Yoga teacher training after that? I am accepted actually. I'm oh, accepted. Oh, but, uh, we don't know. It's like first of September. It's starting, so 14, 16th of August. I think you have to be there for two weeks quarantine, okay. and um, don't know if India is opening. We don't know. Could lights be tomorrow. Are not, light, lights are not there. Lights are there, right? Visa. Visa. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Tomorrow it could be open. It's like crazy situation right now. So. It's fine. I don't. I don't really think about it too much. But yeah, Sana Pada, you know, uh, seven months, and uh, I stayed for two more months because it was just so beautiful, so so beautiful. After after Samyama, um, it was. I just didn't want to leave. You know, I was just like, and even at the end of the nine months, in my last months, I actually wrote a letter to Sadhguru, and uh, I I asked, you know, what to do before leaving. You know. Can we write a letter to Sadhguru? Many people ask me. I'm like, I don't know. I really yeah. don't know how to write a letter to Sadhguru. Like, how do you I do did. that? How do you do that? I did. Uh, now, now you get, now you get to know. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Basically, Everyone, the basic, the most important part of the podcast. <laughs> how to write a letter to Sadhguru? <laughs> Only listen to this part. Um, so basically, what you do is you you write a letter, and then you go to the office, which is the Linga Bhairavi office. You know, it's like, um, uh, it's not where you, it's not the small office where you kind of buy the prasad, the next to the prasadam, but it's the one. Um, the downward step that we below the sadhana hall, Below the sadhana hall, you know, yeah. there is an office. And when you go in there, on the right side, there is like a small, case and you put your letter in there 
And then I don't know how regularly they open it, but it was like, for me, it happened in a few days, like a few days only. Some people, they don't like, some people don't get an answer at all. Some people get an answer. Some people wait. Some people, they get like few people get an answer, like Sadhguru answer. Most people get a text or an email from the office, you know, but um, yeah, I sent my picture and I, I asked, you know, what, what to do. And uh, like, he, am I supposed to ask? Can I ask you like what you wrote or like it's yours? Like, can I, I just, you know, I, I seek his guidance. I just wanted his guidance on what to do. And, and, and he basically uh, put me on, on silence. So I was in silence from, um, from 4 p.m. until 10 a.m. every day for about a month. Oh, okay. So I was going to Seva, uh, in, not really, yeah, almost, almost. I was two weeks, two, not a, yeah, two, three weeks, two, three weeks. And um, basically was going to Seva, I was allowed to talk, but very minimal conversation happening. And then after Seva, until the next morning after brunch, I was in silence. And that was, intense because I needed I didn't need to go to Seva in the evening so I was spending hours at the temple you know like sitting for an hour at the Dhyanalinga going to the or like you know and this was such a beautiful experience I mean I'm so grateful for this opportunity that that Sadhguru gave me and um yeah I mean you can you can always uh you can always write a letter and reach out even you can write a, a email through to Sadhguru, to Sadhguru's office, right? Depending upon what you write, of course, you know, like if you like if you make a long letter, they will <laughs> they will not forward it. You know, if you make a letter asking, you know, I don't know how can I attain mukti or <laughs> how to get it, you know, yeah. like these things, no. But you can ask certain things. Uh, you know, some people like Gangesh they changed their names, you know, if you feel like you really want to change your name, you can send a letter and ask, you know, like, there are certain things that you can write, definitely. Um, you just, like, a few things to take, to, to do is make it short, come to the point quickly, send a picture if you want to, like, I mean, maybe he, anyway, he probably knows, but um, just to kind of see where you are right now, I think a picture wouldn't be a bad idea. And um, yeah, if you, you know, don't expect anything. Don't expect to get an answer. If you don't get an answer, fine. If you get an answer, awesome. It's whatever, you know. But if you approach it from like, oh, I really need to know. I really need this answer. I don't think this is the way to approach it. You know, I don't, I don't feel that this is the way that things work. You know, if you really want to, have or like need something that means that you're putting it above you know you're you are here and it's this is here so you're not going to attract it you know you're not going to 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 have that it's like putting something on a pedestal i don't know i don't really feel but anybody who feels like asking uh something specific definitely you can you can go for it you know so yeah best part of the podcast yes yes awesome <laughs> so wait uh i just want to check some people were asking me questions um 
but yeah, I think I think we covered. There was one question. I think some one lady had asked you one question, right? I had noted it down. I don't have it with me right now. Do you have that question with you? Something the, she something she wanted. The, um, I uh, the so while <laughs> some people saw me in the Isha shop. Ah yes, yes, please. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also saw you. <laughs> Not so, in person. Uh, Not in person. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? The first podcast that I saw with you was with Frederick. Ah, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Video podcast. Even I didn't know I was taking a podcast then. <laughs> That's like, yeah, that was not, was, it's like a podcast format, right? I See, the first two videos I had taken, one was with Atulan and then was with Frederick. So one was, oh, 40, was... one was 40 minutes, one was 20 minutes. It was a podcast format, but at that time I didn't know such a format existed. So that's why oh, I made it short. Wow. After. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. It's like, I thought, I was thinking, was that actually your first video that I saw? You know, I saw that video. It was when I was, when I, when, when I was at the ashram and he was there also. And I, oh, oh I you were it. there. You were there, right? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, he was, he's, he's from Germany, you know? He, oh, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, he, I mean, he was, he was helping a little bit, but. Uh, Isn't he anyway, right now in US? Is he in Germany now or in US? No, I don't know. He was in, Bra- I don't know, Brazil. I don't <laughs> yeah, okay, know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he is all over the place. I have to send him this. Actually, you know what one incident is? He had sent me a request, okay, like uh, how to come to the ashram. So his, his display picture was, I thought he was some 40, 50 year old guy, okay. So, but I replied like that. So once I was in the ashram, he was like, hey, Vaishak, what's up? Don't you remember me? I'm like, who is this guy? I have not seen him. Wow. But then he's like, I'm Frederick. I'm messaging. I'm like, what? You're Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He's, yeah, no, no. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how, how things turn out. At the ashram, there, I mean, yeah. Again, this is coming back to, you know, whoever, whoever feels like going to the ashram, whoever feels maybe stuck in their life, Whoever feels like they don't know what to do, or, or even if you if you do your practices, but you feel like you want to push it up, you want to you know you want to take it up, which does not mean you have to live there, but spending a sufficient amount of time. This is what Sadhana Pada gave me. It's like this foundation, you know, like being outside and doing your mandala of Shakti Chandra Kriya will be a great. Like you will have to take care of many many things if you are at the ashram and you do it, it will be like much more smoother, you know, certain things are being taken care of. And like, like this, these are just, it's, it's a space where everything is going towards one direction. So anybody, anybody that can take the time off, I, I would definitely recommend it, but, um, we deviated off the seven, topic. <laughs> seven months, seven months in the ashram. You know, <laughs> you're committed to stay there. And the only, only time oh. when I left the ashram was for the shooting. Yes. So, yes, come so back the, to that. <laughs> so the shop, yeah, it was funny. It was, so all my life, all my life, I've, I've, like, as a child, if you look at my picture drumming and sitting in a car or standing in front of an expensive car, I was wearing, like, um, you know, kind of clothing that kids usually don't wear, you know, like tied up, like, you know, like yeah. everything proper, everything yeah. clean and, sh- you know, like yeah. nice shirt, you know, and I was like, I love to do that. You know, I, I love to dre- like dress up. And even in my life later, I knew I used to be addictive to shopping, you know, like shopping, buying clothes to always have the new clothing. I have like 30 pairs of sneakers. I sold lots of them. 
but I still have some left, you know? So that was like, the, my main source of happiness were shopping and music, you know, those two. And anytime when I did not have that, I was like, it even went, like I was so frustrated and angry that I even, it even went into bullying, you know, like, like badly behaving towards others. So, so this shopping kind of led me to, ah, I want, you know, I want to be a model. I want to, you know, have some shootings and blah, 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 blah. blah. And this never happened. Never. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what? You know, at some point I was just like, okay, fine. It's not going to happen, whatever. And then <laughs> come to the ashram and everything, blah, 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 blah. Ah, seven months not cutting my hair, you know, not taking care of anything nothing you know like how i look i don't care nothing you know i mean a little bit yes but not like before i was like crazy about everything this is one of the beautiful changes also because of, of india and, and southern Abhada being staying at the ashram is like not being too caught up in how i look you know like i can go out with uh you know kurta and dhoti and whatever you know whatever i if i feel comfortable that's all that matters. I don't need to think, oh, this person is going to think that this, you know, I'm nowadays when I go and shop, I'm not thinking, um, okay, what's the fashionable, most fashionable thing to buy. I look, I go in there and I look, is this hundred percent cotton? Is this, you know, like, is this something that I want to wear? I don't know if you know this. Have you heard Sadhguru talk about that people in the United States are not 100% skin anymore? because they are wearing so much plastic, so much clothing, which is unnatural, that their skin started to absorb that and they're not 100% skin anymore. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's all about this jerseys yeah. and you know, all this, even I was into it for a long time. But. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So like at some point in Sadhanapada, there was this one, like there were a few of us who were working with, so in Sadhanapada, you get to volunteer. There were so many things that you could do. So there was uh, one Akka, she was doing, she was designing clothing for Isha, crafts, you know, which is like, imagine you go to the ashram and you get to do like designing, design clothing and sadhana and like what a beautiful life, you know, or some people photography, some people do uh, video editing, some people do music, sounds of Isha, some like you know there's like so many people but even if you don't even if you do it you know even if you mm -hmm. sit in front of a desk you know if you if, translation you know, even if you do translation even if you do translation <laughs> somehow things happen you know somehow you with time you will be like wow you know like i'm i'm reading youtube here i am sitting thinking ah oh, what am i doing here reading youtube comments and somebody's saying wow thank you so much for this, you know, like this really helped me in this situation or someone saying, wow, do you know what? I was just having that question and today this video came out, you know, like this many people experience. Okay. So, you know, I was there sitting and thinking so many people actually resonate with Sadhguru, but I didn't want to see it. You know, I didn't want to see it. So I somehow this Akashi who came, she said, do you know, we are um, we are launching something for Masharatri. Do you want to uh, be part of the shooting? I was like, 
part of the shooting. I have not cut my hair. I look horrible, you know, like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. It's fine. It's, it's Isha, you know, it's fine. So we ended up going out of the ashram after like, I think that was just, yeah, just before Samyam, I think it was still, yeah, seven, seven months. After six, seven months, we went out of the ashram and like, we, we went out and I was like, okay. Um, actually, I went out for Shivanga. I went out for the Biksha. Okay. But that was different. You know? I went yeah. for the Biksha and came back. Yeah. It was like, you know, it was not like spending time there yeah. and eating there. Yeah. So we went out and we went to this place to, to shoot. And it, it was like the first time in seven months we had a laptop with a, a music box, sound box. And we were playing music other than sounds of Isha <laughs> at the ashram, right? You 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 listen to sounds of Isha always, which is the best music anyway. But outside, we were like, oh my god, let's listen to this, this, yeah. that. <laughs> uh, we had like a whole music library unfolding. Everybody was like, okay, this you need to listen to this because mm -hmm. we had this uh, we had this uh, Aka from Mexico, uh, from you from the U.S. And then uh, Anna from US, me, and four, the four of us, I think. And then we, oh, we had her, like Indian, like the, the one, the designer, you know, like we had all kinds of people, all kinds of music. And it was so interesting, so fun. And, uh, but we, and then we had food. We, we got, so we called the hotel because we were like, we cannot get any food without green chili yeah. and onion and garlic and everything you know like we don't want like it's about to be samyama yeah, yeah. we don't really want to go like yeah, yeah. i don't know you know we wanted to take care of, of these things so so we we got like this food from the hotel and one of us actually <laughs> he, he was like whatever i'm getting pizza <laughs> 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 like two weeks before samyama he's like ah Pizza, you know. <laughs> so uh, we ended up getting Indian food, but of course, you know, we said without chili. But they, they, what, 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 what? No chili. What is this? You know? Not Indian food. We don't, have, we don't have no chili. <laughs> so they ended up putting chili in it, but you know, we 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 had to eat it, so it's it's okay. But. Uh, you know what's funny actually when I arrived to the ashram and I went to Biksha Hall after my first kanji diet, I in the morning I went to the regular diet and I sat down and I had food and I was like, Why is this so spicy? How can I you know, how can I eat this? I'm not able to eat this. And then like three, four, five, six days, you know, I was eating the spicy food and I was eating and and I was like my body was starting to feel sick, you know. I was like my body was not used to it and I felt so bad. And I thought, some maybe I'm not doing something good. Maybe my mind immunity is off. Maybe something, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then, oh, luckily, I talked to someone who was into Ayurveda. And they said, you need to stop eating spicy food. It's too much heat, you know, heat from the outside. So this is one thing. If you coming from the outside, you need to go to non-spicy. Yeah. I did not know that there is no non. There is no spicy. I thought it's only spicy. So I went and had spicy food one week, two weeks. I started to feel fever. I started to get sick. I started like diarrhea. Everything like the worst things that can happen to you because it was way too hot, like way too much heat in my body, because outside heat inside like 
and the practices are generating heat, 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 heat. My body was just like exploding. So this is, uh, you know, going out, having chili again, but uh, it was not, it was not, it was not so bad. It was a fun experience. And then seeing the picture, you know, it was like, it was, it was, you know, before I know I would feel like, oh my God, it's me, yeah, you know, I did it, I made, you know, uh, I picture, uh, now I was just like, okay, nice, I appreciate it, thank you, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful that you chose me to be part of this, but I'm not really identified with it, you know, I'm, I'm not really like, I have not put it, like, I have not sent it to anybody, I have not told anybody, it's not really something like if somebody sees it and asks, yeah, I'm, you know, but I don't know. This is like one of the beautiful things that, that um, came with, with Sadhanapada is um, uh, like, I, like I said, I used to be so dependent upon like the way I look, going to the gym and everything. And through, through yoga and through the inner engineering, but I would say even more India, you know, just just going to India and oh, it's so different, so, so different. Like everything, everything from the way that like the people dress, the way that people are. Uh, I was doing uh, Linga Seva and uh, seven days volunteering for uh, Diana Linga. And wow, I was standing there in the, you know, in the dhoti and holding namaskar and people were coming and the, like the amount of devotion that i saw in people's eyes coming to the temple was insane 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 like like me seeing these people i was like wow you know i sh like i really need like i really need to be and I should be so grateful and thankful that I'm here living here. I'm allowed to stay here and I should not be like, Oh, whatever, you know, tomorrow I'm waking up. It's uh, I'm missing out on Guru Puja and the day after that, I'm not doing these practices. You know, if these people, they come here for one day and they are, you know, like the amount of devotion that they have so much, who am I, you know, who, why, like, you know, why am I not able to throw myself in? So like, People from India, they, they really inspired me to, and, and they, they were like the example for me, what devotion means, what it means to put yourself aside and just do whatever needs to be done, you know? So I would say this is like the, the, the main quality that I, that I got <clears throat> when I went to India. It's like the, that distance from, from, who I am, who I think I am, my body, my clothing and everything. And the other thing I would say is um, the road. Mm. Germany and the things that, how things work here are, people are very distanced, you know. They always maintain a certain distance. So when I walk in the forest, people mostly, oh, more than half, they don't really look at you, you know, they're like doing their thing. But in India, everybody's just like looking at you, smiling, who are you, hey, maybe it's, I don't know, I mean, yeah, but even Indian people, Indian people do that. It's not like, I mean, maybe because of your 
skin color they will you know but even like Indian with Indian people the amount of joy and and love that I received and saw with Indian people how they communicate with each other was so beautiful so, so this only I experienced in India and in Mexico like that people are so warm-hearted you know that they are so um, not so much in the brain like we are in the West here in Germany like always intellectually analyzing everything in India it's more like feeling you know intuition and this like this is what I feel I was missing out my whole life you know this being intuitive about what I want to do what I like and um, what am I really passionate about and that's why I'm doing music that's why I'm doing video and everything because you know it's it's I would I, I mean I I would say only because of yoga meditation and visiting India I really developed this intuition to listen to to what is speaking out of me instead of what have I gathered from outside from my parents from my childhood from my schooling and everything what did people tell me and what does this core, this inner being really want to do, you know, and how am I able to express it? So, yeah, these, oh, I think. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. awesome. So, like, where, where can the listeners reach out to you? Like, where can they, like, I'm sure many of you, many of the listeners are listening to this podcast, they would want to message you or DM you. So, where can they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's Instagram uh, at uh, Stevan, it's S T E V A N. How do you even call that? Like the below. Uh, underscore. Underscore K O. <laughs> and then in Facebook, <laughs> Stevan underscore Co. And then in Facebook, it's same, just without underscore, Stevan Co. And then in, in YouTube, actually, I changed my name. Oh, is it? Um, what is it now? <laughs> yes. So it's uh, basically Stevan, and then my last name. But uh, if you go on my Instagram, you will, or you, on my Facebook, you will find my YouTube. You know, it's easier than if now you write down my, my last name. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, anybody who wants to, to reach out, who you know has any questions about Southern Pada, I am. I'm very happy to to answer and and I mean as much as I know of course, um, and yeah anything anything always feel free to reach out happy to connect. I'm just you know starting to to actually throw like you know you, you I've, I've been sending you uh, content to create more content and to really you know be comfortable with what I'm doing you know still as of like a month ago I was like. You know, people, what would people think, you know, like, especially friends and, and Germany and old friends, what would what, what they think? But then I was like, you know, if I want to do the teacher training, if I want to live this life, and that's what I feel that I want to do, because I feel that's the only thing, you know, there's nothing else that, that is more important than actually touching more people's lives. And, you know, um, for people to experience life, not just through their five senses, not just through pleasure, but actually that which is beyond that. And because I have experienced that, not like, oh my God, I have experienced that, you have not experienced that. No, 
I've experienced that. So you can experience it as well. Right. For sure you can experience it. So that's why, you know, share share this with everybody and whoever wants to reach, uh, reach out, please feel free. Um, I don't know what's the timing. How, uh, oh, do you know how long? I think it's two hours almost, more than two hours. More than two hours. Yeah, yeah. I, I really hope, you know, like someone listens to this and gets inspired to do Sadhana Pada or, you know, take that first step. Yeah, yeah. Sadhana Pada and, and you know, generally just yeah. throw yourself into it. Like even my dad, you know, someone who's like, the funny thing is though, he discovered Sadhguru at the same time that I did. Oh, okay. He started to listen to videos in German language okay. at the same time that I did my engineering in Toronto. It's crazy. He someone someone gave him like a book from Osho, and he okay. was like, "Okay, interesting." But he was like, "When Sadhguru speaks, he speaks with so much clarity that I'm just like taking away my mind is like, and I'm here sitting and listening, you know." And so if like someone like my dad is is like open and receptive to do Om chanting and to do mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, breathe like certain breathing and sit on the floor and do the engineering online. Um, whatever tools you have learned, whatever tools you know, please make use of it, please. Because like this has brought so much into my life. Like without these tools, I would not be where I am right now. And this does not mean that I'm somewhere, you know, I'm not like, I don't, I'm not looking to go to some place, you know, uh, some destination, but just the, the, the peace, you know, the uh, peace of mind, the ease in the body. The, also, how vibrant my body feels. Like I'm able to hike for hours and everybody will be like, ah, oh, and I'm just like, let's do it, let's do it, you know? Or even go to a party and, you know, like everybody's drinking, having fun for one, two, three hours and then everybody's like, and you're still like, bah, bah, you know? <laughs> so like this, I would say, if you feel like, you know, uh, lazy or, you know, caught up or struggling, it's fine if it happens for a day, maybe. But to be honest, like Sadhguru is actually putting in his life into you by offering you these practices. And I just feel like I would, I don't want to, you know, these I just don't want to waste it you know I, I just don't want to to because I know you know on days when I eat more than I really need on days when I eat sweets more than I need on days I still have compulsions it's not like everything dropped you know uh, on days when I sleep longer I I feel the difference and I just want you if you feel like you know not doing your practices Today, don't do your practices. Tomorrow, do them. And then like, you know, two, three days, don't do it. Two, three days, do it. And just see, and like once if you do it, like once if you do it, you will notice the difference. And once you notice the difference, you just have to remind yourself. And if you have done the inner engineering program, you have the tools, you just have to remind yourself, you know, just remind yourself every moment. Like Sadhguru says, if every hour doesn't work, every moment just remind yourself why you're doing this and not i'm doing this because i want to get this and that no you're doing this because you have noticed a certain difference you know you have noticed or 
even for me, maybe, you know, I noticed that other people are behaving differently, you know, or they're saying something like my dad, he told me, do you know, you don't remind me of anybody in the family. Like you are not like anybody. And I was like, (laughs) you know, karma, I'm, I'm, I'm getting rid of the karma and this accumulation, which was happening for who knows, I'm just, you know, allowing it to fall down and allowing that, which is bigger, larger than me to, to come through me. So I'm keeping myself open by doing the practices and by keeping myself open, whatever needs to happen to me, whatever needs to come to me will anyway come, you know, and that's how I approach um, the art, the, you know, every like editing and everything. I just see whatever comes to me naturally and I run with it. I don't need, I don't force it. I used to, I don't, it doesn't work. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm not watching all the time videos which are inspiring because if you need, like Sadhguru says, if you need inspiration every day, all the time, you need to watch something, then, you know, it's not really happening. But if you are consistently doing a practice, that's what my experience is. You naturally feel inspired. It doesn't need to be some like art or something. It can just be feel inspired to act kind today, feel inspired to be happy today, feel inspired to pick up some trash from the street, feel inspired to help someone in the grocery store. Um, you know, like it can just be like small things which you might not think are are because of it. But actually everything is, you know, since you like if you have done the in engineering or if you're thinking about doing it, once you do it or if you have done it, you know, this is just with you. This is, you know, the, the seed is planted. And now it's up to you if you are watering it or if you are actually like digging it out, looking at it, putting it back in, <laughs> digging it out, you know. Like, I love this example so much so because it's so true. So And it's okay, you know, if you have a day where you're not feeling like, you know. Um, I would say my suggestion is since I have done the, you know, since I have done the, my first mandala and uh, Shakti, these two, I don't want to drop in my, like, I don't want to say this because it sounds ridiculous. I don't want to drop this in my life. But to be honest, like, even if I don't feel like it, I'm just, I just know if once I have done it after that, I will feel better, you know. So even if I don't feel like it, and I'm doing it like, oh, oh my God, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> even if I do it like that, I know I will feel better, you know. And especially when I'm down, I know, or even if I'm like sick, even if I'm sick and I'm like, oh, my body feels like not doing it, you know, especially then, especially because if everything is green and beautiful, then it's easy to do your practices. But if it's not, that's when you're asked to do it. That's when you need it the most. And this is my suggestion. This is what I learned from Sadhana to, you know, just throw myself into it, to do my best and whatever best on that day. I do my best on this day. If it's not like the day before, fine, but do my best. And yeah, that's, that's the wrap up. <laughs> oh, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. so, can you show us the DJ instrument once more? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, Shambo. <laughs> so oh, you have a Danilika picture and all. 
Oh yes. Yeah. I will look at my 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 lens or what's going on. Show us your room. Show us the picture so that the viewers can see. But, but, but see the all the lamps are going off right now. <laughs> About to go off. I need to put them back on. Yeah, this oh. is what I take care. Of. It's like I don't know. Can you see it? Yes. What are the pictures yeah. on that side? Yes. Show us the pictures. <laughs> oh, yeah. it just went off. Ah. Oh wait. The pictures here. Um. Wait. Ah. You can put the back camera also and show us. That's easier. Do you see it now? Yes, I can see it. Yeah. So, um, this is me in Tenerife. This is me in Tenerife, um, hiking with a stick. And then this is me in Mexico at the Pyramids. This is a sunset in Mexico. This is a rainbow, like a crazy. I, I, can't, I can't see. I can't see those pictures. Can you hold the camera a little? No. Bit? Yeah. Now it's. Ah, because the pictures are actually bad. No, uh, no. no they, I can see the angle. The angle. The camera angle. Yeah, show us like this. Yeah, yeah. So, this is the sunset in Mexico that I okay. saw. Did you and click then... these pictures? Did you click these pictures? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Is that Kerala or what? A houseboat? No, no, that's not houseboat. I thought it's houseboat. And then, this is me in Mexico. I have this picture on Instagram. And then, uh, Tenerife, Adi Yogi, Sadhguru. Uh, Krishna, Sadhana Pada Batch, and then uh, you know I um, uh, I went to the Triple uh, I in the US. Oh, okay. So I went to the hike, you know, uh, Ishanga hike. I mean Ishanga. I mean um, <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> what is the, that? What is the people are holding their their hands? Oh, the, oh my God, that was in Mexico. That was like a crystal that they, that they, ah, it was, eh, it's a crazy experience. Uh, it's like, um, I went to Mexico and I went to the pyramids, um, this one, and there were, I, I was on top of the pyramid and suddenly I hear uh, people doing arm chanting, you know? Oh. And I was like, why, why are these people doing arm chanting? You know, why, why are you? And, and, and then I saw them holding these two huge crystals, you know, and I was like, why, why, why are they holding these crystals? And actually, it's like a whole science behind it. I mean, it's 64 crystals, uh, octahedron crystals, and they have two of them. So one is here and then they had another one. So one is for the sun and one is for the moon. And um, uh, I, hold, I hold this crystal for like five seconds and I felt like, like, uh, out of body you know it was a crazy experience it was like people who are like meditating together and they're going to like the the egypt like uh, the pyramids in egypt and the pyramids in mexico and to different places in the world where there is like uh, the energy is pretty intense you know and they're charging the, the the crystals are basically stones you know just like a linga just like uh, Sadhguru is charging um, stones, you know, like he did yesterday in the procession, just like this, um, you can charge um, stones all as well. I mean, yeah, there's a whole science behind it. So these are actually scientists who are doing this. And I was in Mexico visiting the pyramids and suddenly like out of nowhere, these people come up, they do arm chanting together. like group of 50 people doing arm chanting the moment i'm there i was like what <laughs> you know? it was crazy oh sorry yeah i need to hold it like this otherwise people will be confused um so 
So yeah, uh, Mexico was a crazy experience. And then I have the. You have the Ishanga Seven Percent. I have. I'm sorry, what? The Ishanga Seven Percent. Do you have? Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. I have it. Oh, finally everyone gets to see the Ishanga Seven Percent. A lot of questions. Really? Yeah, yeah. People don't know much about this actually. Yeah, basically seven percent, right? Like uh, Sadhguru takes care of ninety-three percent, and you um, give back seven percent, meaning uh, not necessarily money. Not, it does not mean uh, you have to be rich or something. Um, you just, you know, if you don't have, if you don't have money at all, you can throw yourself into volunteering and give seven percent of your time. You know, it's not like. I mean, definitely, you can contribute with money, yes. And it, and I don't think anybody's not making, like, no money, you know. Actually, uh, at that time when I got it, I was like, ah, do I really, you know, 7%, you know, money, blah, 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 blah. Why do they need my money? And I, but if I really think about it, they are not using this money for something stupid, you know. Mm-hmm. They are actually putting this money back into things which matter. And they're actually helping people in rural areas. They're actually planting trees. They're actually, you know, doing all these things, which myself, would I really spend the money in that area? Probably not. So I think that they are handling my money much better than me. So I'm happy to donate, you know, and yeah, I mean, 7% you, um, so you, it was pretty, pretty much at the beginning of Southern Apala when, when I got to do this. And um, I, I ended up, you know, Sadhguru was there and, um, and um, he kind of, it's not really an in- initiation. It's like a process that you go through, you know, you learn how to do it with him and, um, and then you keep it on, you know, you keep it on, you do it every day. And if you don't do it, it's not like, um, you can always, you know, uh, I think blood relatives can do it. You know, if you maybe travel or something, it's not like, um, a yantra or something you know it's but definitely i um there are there are moments when when i when i sit with it and i and i feel a certain a certain way a certain presence you know um kush um yoga yoga for kush um, ah, yeah, yeah. you know he shared also that he was you know uh, doing linga seva and and then um at one point he sat in front of the the and my Uruvam, it's called um, he sat in front of it and he was like 45 minutes in meditation. So um, just sitting with, with that. So that, that, you know, it's crazy. So yeah, like, like this, uh, the, the, the funny thing is what, I, what I've kind of been doing is, uh, you know, hanging, hanging uh, things on my wall that I want to do and uh, that I want to create. So one of the things that I ha- have here is also, you know, the, the Isha, oh. the yoga teacher training, you know. So it, it's kind of it's kind of manifesting, you know. Like um, you you what you do is you you it's called mind board. You know you have something on your wall, whatever you want to do. You know, let's say you want to. Oh, you know, this is something I want to do. <laughs> or you know, Lamborghini is there. <laughs> is that a Lamborghini? Or a yeah, it's a Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like. Yeah, you have to manifest that. It, it, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, you know what happened actually, you know, uh, I got, I, I won uh, a Lamborghini ride. Oh. 
Yeah, I, 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 yeah, some, yeah, I, I didn't get to drive it, but someone drove me. And I also, I also won uh, Audi uh, R8. So like, it's these things are actually working, like yeah. Chit Shakti meditation and then Kalpa Viksha. It's like <laughs> these things are actually working, you know. So yeah, this is a little bit like private sharing. Uh, Inside look, behind the scenes. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. These I all mean, you should put on your Instagram. People would love to see the, all this stuff. Oh, the pictures and all? Yeah. Of you talking, hey guys, this is my room. Check this out. Ah, you <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. So, thank you, Anna. So, thank you so much. Sure, sure, sure. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yes. Hey. Is the phone set? <laughs> huh? Is it set? Yeah. Hello. Did you go? Oh no. Even an event, I think. Let's wait for one minute. Hey, Steven Anna, where are you? So guys, uh, I think Stephen left us suddenly. <laughs> so I hope uh, you like this podcast. And uh, definitely I'll put out all the links in the description. Right? Okay, I'm, I'm losing my <laughs> context over here because I was expecting to give a nice end to this. But that's it, guys. Uh, um, take care. Please reach out to Stephen Anna. I hope uh, this podcast inspires uh, many of you to take that first step uh, you know and do whatever is most needed to make your well-being happen Namaskaram I just want to say a big thank you to all of you guys for spending you know so much amount of your valuable time listening to this podcast it really really means a lot to me so uh i for i want to ask an extra minute from you guys you know if you're listening to this on apple podcast to leave a written review it will mean the world to me whatever is genuine to you whatever you feel like the podcast is a written review would mean a lot to me you can give a one star two star or three star rating whatever it is but uh, that would mean the world to me and on other platforms please follow this podcast so until the next one take care namaskar